0: I was like so over it. I was like, oh, everyone always does the end sync. It's gonna be, but then they splice
1: Brittany in. Why are you starting the show with that?
0: It's May first today. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> lost track of time. Pandemic. <laughs>
1: Every day is a blur for me. I did. Yeah, no. Okay. Happy May 1st. Happy, yeah, <laughs> Is that a thing that we're doing
0: now? Happy May 1st, everyone. Happy May 1st. <laughs> oh, you know what
1: today is, actually, is World Naked Gardening Day. Now, that's a real thing.
0: People can't see this, but I have a lot of plants behind me. And you're also naked, so... <laughs> I'm gonna jump in first. How's your week been? It's good. I'm still going to the gym.
1: Oh, I was looking for your advice, actually. Should I start posting selfies after my workouts and
0: telling people how much I'm lifting? No, not about how much you're lifting. Just like, it's just I went to the gym. You didn't even have to lift a weight. As long as you've gone, walked around,
1: checked your phone, looked in the mirror a couple of times, peace out, post that to Instagram, I'm
0: good. Yeah, you get to do that. And do you know what? If you're on a fitness journey right now, you can post all the like, I was going to say tackless selfies. (laughs) You're not tackless, Gareth. Classy. You're going to post classy selfies. Unlikely. (laughs) (laughs) But that's exciting. Yes, definitely keep everyone posted about your fitness journey. People need to know. Yes. And also you're in the gym. Not all of us are able to go to the gym. That's a bit
1: cruel though, isn't it? I don't want to give people FOMO saying, look at me wandering around
0: the gym, YOLO, YOLO, you do you, fuck the haters How's your week been? The biggest highlight for me is that I realised that my hair is long enough that I can now pull it into a tight, small bun Ooh, show me I know where the headphones (laughs) are But that means that then I can put ponytail attachments into my hair Extensions Yeah A a switch (laughs) I'm so excited, I think I might even try that today for a drag look Snatched ponytail a statement high pony, isn't it? Croydon facelift. Traction alopecia. Actually, I went back to my Turkish barbers
1: today for the first time since lockdown ended.
0: I was gonna say, I see. Very fresh. Yeah, no, they they were very pleased to see me.
1: Any feedback from last week's show that you wanted to share? Yes, yes, yes.
0: Okay, so firstly, my massage therapist texted me and said, she just wrote rubbing alcohol acetone, a nail polish remover. And I was like, What? No context. That's
1: what her message was.
0: And so, yeah, I was like, huh? And she goes, listening to your podcast. And I was like, oh, acetone. Like, I'm not rubbing nail polish remover on my asshole. It's a very sensitive part of the body. I don't think that's a good idea at all. It also leaves, like, a very white residue. If I don't know if you've ever used nail polish remover, but when it gets on your skin, it leaves, like, this white, crusty, like, almost like, I don't want an ashy asshole. No, but it would save, it would save you bleaching for a bit, wouldn't it? An ash hole. <laughs> 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 then I went to my butcher. She's been missing for a while. I was worried about her. Anyway, she's back. But she also then was like, Oh, I can't believe Gareth read me. What?! Because you were like, I don't see why any of these reasons are why she can't <gasps> listen to my podcast. Facts
1: are facts. That's not a read. I was just being, you know, inquisitive and trying to get to the bottom of the story. Because you know your stories take a while to get to the point.
0: <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you for reading her because I think she then prefers me now because she gave me a hot pipette. What's a pipette? Uh, it's like a little like dry sausage. Oh, nice. Tasty. Pepito? Pipette. I don't know. But you know what I mean, right? Like... Like, um... Not like a chorizo? Mini chorizo. Um, uh,
1: well, what was it? Cabana and cheese used to get in Australia, like oh. these little...
0: Do you know what I love so much? Um, just hot cheese sausage that you used to get at like the train station or like at the late night. Do you know what I'm talking about? I think so. It was literally like a piping hot dick full of cum. It would... <laughs> do you remember biting into it? And then it would squirt that hot cheese right at... I believe actually one time I bought bit into one, it squirted so hard, it hit the back of my throat, and then it slid down, burning the back. And then the next day, I actually felt like, I think like it shedded, like the back of my throat was shedding from the damage. But it was worth it, right? Oh, so delicious. Okay, my friend Patrick, you know Patrick now. Hi, Patrick. He says to me... Ming, I think you can be as offensive as you like because you just say it with an accent. That's racist, isn't it? Oh my God, he's going to hate that we think he's racist. Every time I text him, I'm like, hey, I mentioned you again on my podcast. He's like, oh no.
1: No, but I, th- I think Patrick has a point that you know, your in-person style of delivery is quite charming, no matter whatever you're saying. But remember <laughs> remember that it doesn't really work when you're typing comments online. Because remember when you got cancelled that time for saying offensive things about babies?
0: Uh, yeah. Am I going to repeat it? Because I still stand no. by it. No, 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 no. I no, still no. stand don't, by it. Don't repeat it.
1: We're never mentioning it. I'm just saying that...
0: Mm. The, when
1: you write your comments down They read offensive, they sound offensive When you put them out in person Charming and hilarious
0: Okay, I'm going to take that I'm going to take that and I'm wrong with it Finally No, she not finally So then again, our hearing impaired listener friend Craig Hi Craig Craig, not Craig Here in Canada, they call him Craig What does he prefer though? What do, What would he like to be called? I don't know <laughs>
1: Maybe he wants to be called Craig and you're calling him Craig. Well, I'm just pronouncing it right. <laughs> In your accent. <laughs> exactly.
0: <laughs> it's offensive. Anyway, get to the point. Well, he heard our shout out, he says. I'm questioning that. <laughs>
1: okay, moving on, because there's a moving on. No, Well,
0: yeah, it was your turn. Your turn for feedback now. I only had a
1: couple of quick bits. Um, Xavier Giamatte, uh got in touch to say he was impressed by the guests that we were getting every week. Mm-hmm. Which is, thank, thank you very thank much, you, Xavier. Thank you. Uh, cousin Nick's very pleased that he's become a recurring character on the podcast. Oh, he's not a character. He's real. <laughs> I know. He's actually a real person. Um, and I also wanted to give a quick shout out to Neil Aycock. He's let us know that he's rocking our merch, and we really appreciate your oh. support, Neil. We yeah. have got new designs on the way. So if anyone is looking for something sexy for summer, We will have units to shift
0: Mm -hmm. Okay, so I have a question for you I'm listening All ears Okay, my friend James from Saudi Arabia He texted me and he said Obviously he loves our podcast He listens to it in privacy Secret Because it's illegal Listening to us is illegal. Yes, homosexuality is fine, but listening to us too, (laughs) that should be a crime. So good, it's bad, yeah. So he was saying, love our podcast, love hearing me, love hearing you. But he then offered to be a correspondent. That got me thinking, do we want to have corresponders globally? I think so. So not just
1: James in Saudi Arabia, gays all around the world. Mm, I hear that they are
0: everywhere. Everywhere.
1: They're simply
0: everywhere. So, yeah, so James could be our correspondent. Oh, my God, I need to... There is correspondence, is what you send to people. There's correspondees. They're the people that receive the correspondence. And then there are corresponders, the people that...
1: No, 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 using it wrong. Correspondent. So, I'm the...
0: The correspondent for Snowboarding reporting from the front line, James Mallett. I love your microphone. It's so dazzling, sparkly. Did you bedazzle that yourself? Did you stone that microphone? (laughs) So James would be our Saudi Arabia correspondent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love that idea. That's a great idea. But um, reporting on what exactly? Okay, then, then, then... Here's my other idea. I saw... So uh, Alaska was on this podcast and they basically do this thing called 30 Second Stan, where they talk about somebody that they stan. So I just thought, why don't we do 30 Second Soapbox, where it's not... You don't necessarily have to talk about somebody that you love and you appreciate. It could be anything, something that you hate. Or just like a snapshot, a
1: 30 Second Snapshot from Saudi Arabia or Sydney or wherever you are in the world... And then you become a snowballing correspondent.
0: I like that. Yes, and it fits in with snowballing because you yourself are gay. You're a gay content creator. Yeah, snowballing doesn't have
1: to be limited to two people. You can snowball with multiple people, can't
0: you? (laughs) Globally.
1: Global snowballing.
0: Yes, yes, yes. Remember, snowballing is for everybody. All right,
1: so are we calling for volunteers or is it just a offer-only kind of position? Oh, I think we should be selective. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what's the criteria? There's an,
0: an initiation process would be um, like a hazing? I thought it was just more like Singapore Airlines that will give you the dress, the maximum dress size that we're going to make and you need to prove that you can fit into it. <laughs> You're st- it still hurts that they turned you down, doesn't it? <laughs> i told them that my shoulders are too wide but everything else fits the hips fit the waist fits everything fits (laughs) your dream job (laughs) um no i think we could take it from i think anybody could could send in a 30 second audio clip and then we could just use that as the basis for our show so if you're interested please like dm us send us a text um Anything Letter Carry a pigeon Um Yeah I think think that's a great idea I'm into it Maybe we should bring it for like Season 2 Ooh Foreshadowing Easter egg So just remember Make sure that you subscribe And also leave a comment And also a lovely rating Preferentially 5 stars
1: This week's episode is presented by Gaydar.net The original gay dating app
0: Oh our guest has arrived
1: Our guest this week is a writer, a director, and one of Toronto's finest. His latest film is Ghost. Please welcome to the stage, M.H. Murray.
2: Hello, hello, hello.
1: Thanks for coming on. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. M.H., you've studied film at York University, is that right? What drew you to filmmaking as something that you're passionate
2: about? I guess it was like a slow burn or something. Like, there wasn't, I don't really remember there being like, a eureka moment i guess or anything but i definitely have always been interested in telling stories and um like i remember being little and trying to get my parents or my family members to like write down stories for me or trying to direct them in little plays or yeah i just really i really enjoy telling stories especially with images you know and and by images i mean moving images um so yeah i think it was just a slow burn and it pretty organically just started happening and once i started doing it I just felt like I couldn't stop and now here I am a fledgling filmmaker almost 10 years I've been doing this now so
1: and your first series was teenagers which you made while you're still at film school if you're giving advice to sort of young filmmakers do you think that actually doing it is the best way to learn about it
2: sure I mean it's such a it's such a tough thing because it's I think of all of all the art forms, filmmaking is probably one of the most expensive ones' because there's so many people involved so much, so much gear so so many logistical things um whereas with music or like visual art, you can kind of do it by yourself or even with writing, you, you can just sit in your room and kind of be in control but with filmmaking. there's so much that can go wrong and so much at so much more at stake I think um so on one hand, I would say yes you know, you've got to do it to to learn, you've got to do it to get out there. But I think just start simple, like start with something that's within your capabilities. Like a lot of people and myself included, start off trying to do something crazy, like ambitious. And sometimes it's okay to sort of just do something smaller and just build and build on that. And, and I think that's honestly half the battle. Like just, even if it's not great, like just doing something is like with script writing, like just writing the first draft, even if it's horrible, just make you like a thing that exists, you know, and then you can go from there. But if you don't have even have that, then it's like, yeah.
1: Well, let's talk about your latest project, which is Ghost. Firstly, congratulations on the film. It's it's such a satisfying film to watch. The film gives us the story of Benjamin. Benjamin hooks up with a guy called Simon. They make plans to see each other again, but then Simon ghosts Benjamin. Why was ghosting something that you wanted to make a film about? Have you been ghosted by someone?
2: Well, I haven't been, I guess, ever fully ghosted, but I don't know what fully ghosted even mean. I mean, like, how long does the Oh, I've got examples. Yes, yeah, so. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell you if you've never been fully ghosted, ghosted, I can tell you. <laughs> I think I've been ghosted like temporarily, because you know, like people have like the situation in Ghosts, where he sort of sets up the date and the guy doesn't show up. Instead of but instead of like cancelling he just doesn't show up and then who knows it leaves open-ended in the film we don't know if you ever will hear from this man again but usually in my life they eventually come crawling back or slide back into the dms at some point i have
0: had an experience which gareth was pretty too where they set up the date and everything um i went to meet them at the tube stop so this is back in london and he did not show and then blocked me afterwards. And I remember Gareth telling me, he's like, Don't go. He's he's not real. And I'm like, he's so real. Look at him. He even sent photos. He's like, Who owns assless leather chaps? And I was like, No, I'm gonna give him I'm gonna give him the benefit of the doubt. I'm gonna go.
2: That's what gays do. Like we get the benefit of the doubt. Like I think it's so funny and interesting. I would love to make a film where it's just like two guys or one guy who meets a bunch of different guys but it's always framed like below the neck because with (laughs) with (laughs) us like i feel like we are having full-blown emotional like sexual conversations with someone and but we still haven't even seen their face and i don't know maybe straight people do that too but i feel like (laughs) an an
0: extra I am totally like you on that too. I actually wrote down in my notes,
2: I'm like, do straight people get ghosted? I think they get ghosted. I just don't think, I mean, I've said this before. I think the reason why, well, as a queer person, I automatically, I guess, ended up making a queer movie, but it it was like a conscious choice in the sense that I think when you're a queer person, the stakes are a little bit different because there's less of us. So it's almost like every time you find someone you really like, it feels like, oh, gosh, um, this will be really hard to find again. I mean, a lot of people grow up in cities or areas where there's, like, no other gay people or maybe a couple that they know of. So I think, you know, there's less efficiency, I guess. So for us, it can feel more heightened or more intense.
0: Yeah, I also saw someone post one time. They were like, if you do the math, there are 1 in 10, one in 10 people are gay. I think that number is growing. But 1 in 10 people are gay. And say, like... of them are women. So if you're a gay man, then, you know, like these are just like very broad statistics, but 50% are women. So they are down to one to five. And then you don't even get on with say like 30% of the people because you just not like people just. So then, and then you only find like 10% of them potentially even sexually attractive. Oh, these numbers. And then if you're, yeah. So like it just kept getting lower and lower and lower of the probability of actually matching with somebody. <laughs> and I was like, Oh
2: No, <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right, because that's the other thing, is like who knows? Just because we're both gay doesn't mean I'm gonna like you. Struggle is certainly real. Yeah. Um so yeah, like I said, I guess I've never well, I mean, I'll just, yes, I guess I, I'll say yes, I have been ghosted. And I think, you know, as someone who, I think I'm a pretty good texter now, but I've definitely been in the past criticized for being not the best texter. But but for me, it never comes from a place of like, you know, trying to trying to ignore someone. It's usually an act. But... Can you elaborate?
0: Are you a bad texter in that you under text or over
2: text? Oh, I'm a great texter in terms of the content of my text. I would like... To... <laughs> <laughs> but it's the time span between, like, when I receive a text to when I actually choose to answer it. That's a <gasps> problem sometimes. Um, <laughs> I think that you just but... killed me. The... <laughs> you are, like, my worst nightmare. The
0: fact that there's even a time span between when you receive it to replying, that's what, that's what kills me as a texter. <laughs> I'm literally, like, in the too. moment. So I'm a bit of a hypocrite because... Oh, yeah, you don't like it when people do it to you, but you, then you do it
1: to other people.
2: <gasps> it's a good it's a good balance. Like, I, I, I'll never, like, take, you know, days to get back to someone, hopefully, mm. but unless it's, like, something simple or menial. But I do love, like, having fast texts back and forth, too, you know? So if I'm really feeling it or really in the moment, it's great to just... A lot of people text, like, while they're doing something else, you know? And I think that's always been my problem. But I, I love being able to just lay on the couch or just sit there and actually just text someone really fast back and forth. It, if, especially now with COVID, it feels like hanging out more, you know, like if you're yeah. actually chatting back and forth. But sometimes I think it's good, d- depending on, you know, if you're if it's a date or if you're getting to know someone to keep a bit of time. But I'm definitely not one of those people who's like, oh, you have to wait 10 minutes, 15 <laughs> minutes specifically. You know, if I like someone, I'll, be te- I'll double text, like I don't care, I'll triple text. But yeah, so I'm definitely getting better. Please don't judge me. But in this film, <laughs> I, I was trying to showcase, you know, I feel I feel more of a close, um, I guess, connection to people who are waiting. Um, like when I had my phase of like da- dating around um, a lot and I, I, I had that experience a lot where I'd just be like, whew, just wondering what the person is thinking or just did, did I say the right thing? Did I say the wrong thing? Do you show people? I love doing that too. This is what I, this is what I wrote. I don't, I don't really show people. Maybe I'm embarrassed or scared. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really show people. I'll talk about it though. I'll be like, oh, what do you think this person's thinking? I mean, I had an ex that was really weird about it. Like he kind of, I guess now that I'm explaining back how I am with texting, I'm like, hey, my ex was kind of like me. Um, but yeah, it, it would always be, it felt like kind of a mind game sometimes. So you would take really long to answer or then other days he would answer really fast.
0: What I find is really bad about like, I, so I'm also one of those people that I don't like putting a lot of text in one text. It'll be like, yeah, hey, how are you? What's, and then new, new text, right? That's what I do. Um, but then the worst part about that is if you're, as you said, like double texting or triple texting somebody, it's only until you've actually done it that it's too late. So like <laughs> when you, then you see it's like blue, 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 gray. Blue, 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 blue,
2: blue. <laughs> you're like oh <laughs> i did it <laughs> yeah i mean i love texting people who, are, who who do that as well but i'm also super impressed by people who just send back like a paragraph you know with all like, in one bubble i'm like wow you really have like a a strong sense of like just um what's the word for when you're like really rigorously good at something Anyways, whatever it is, the the people who do that are better texters than those of us who say, hey, as one text and WhatsApp as another text. But there's something more fun about that. Like, I like just a flurry of texts.
0: Yeah. It's annoying when you don't want it because if you ever have notifications, obviously, it's just like ding, 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 ding.
2: Exactly. I don't really get annoyed by it, though. I mean, I love texts. If someone texts me a bunch of texts, I'm like, "Ooh, I'm intrigued. I want to know what's going on.
1: Now, Mh in the film Benjamin offers to cook pasta for Simon, and it was after that that Simon ghosts him. Was the suggestion to cook pasta a mistake? If if he'd offered to cook something different, would he have got a you know different result of the story?
2: That's so funny. I didn't even, you know, the process of editing was so interesting because you know, there's so many different ways to show texting in film. Like sometimes they show the actual phone, you know, like you can see them take up the phone and then they're doing the messages on the phone. And that to me is great, but it's also, it takes a lot more like confidence, I guess, in your writing because you have to know for sure on the day of filming, like what are they going to be saying on these text messages? Cause you can't like, ed- I mean, I guess you could theoretically edit it after if you have a budget to do that, but I didn't. So I was like, you know, let me just keep it more free so I can, it can be open like in the edit room i can decide what what they're actually saying later like i kind of on set we knew the vibe sort of of what was going on but we didn't know specifically but of course he did actually cook pasta on set so i love pasta i mean i didn't think of it as like a anti-pasta ad and i hope no one, no one <laughs> takes it that way um but i think that the implication is that the whole the cooking dinner is sort of a more intimate thing maybe so that escalated it into maybe that's more than I was looking for. I think so. I mean, it's also kind of ambiguous because we don't know how long these two have known each other. I mean, it's sort of, I, I, in my mind, this is maybe the first night that they've hooked up or, or it's a newer relationship. Um, at the at a festival I was screening at recently recently in their description, they wrote, they were like, oh, on their second date. And I was like, okay, I mean, I guess it's their second date. I, did, <laughs> I didn't say that, but uh, you can interpret it how you'd like. But I think, I think it, you know, that the pasta thing was supposed to sort of show Benjamin being a little bit eager, um, which I think is super cute. And I would love someone to cook me pasta, but I think Simon, the other guy Nakeem I mean he's play- he's played by an actor named Nakeem who I've worked with before and he's very sort of like very Instagram handsome not that like that's a bad thing but he's very like you know he- he's one of those guys that I feel like has the the look of someone who might and this is no shade to him or anything because I love him um but you know I- he's a ghoster he- <laughs> he's a ghoster looks like someone who might you know
1: wait so what's your go-to meal that you're gonna cook if you're gonna invite a guy over for dinner are you cooking in pasta or what's your go-to
2: date meal um probably some sort of tomato pasta for sure i mean i do i love cooking salmon so oh good one but the only thing about salmon is it's like a risk because there could be bones in there or something and i I always try to get all the bones out like i don't want that risk of like sitting at the table and take the bite and you're just like and
0: some cultures are not good at eating things with bones in i have learned that coming from a culture that loves eating things with bones. You know? <laughs>
1: but The salmon's a good question though, isn't it? Because if you're cooking a date meal, you have to think fairly strategically generally. Like you, it can't be yes. too spicy or anal sex is going to be off the menu.
2: Oh, I was going <laughs> to say, is he going to go there? <laughs> yes, definitely. It's. I mean, it's such a weird thing for gay people because it's like, yeah, it's just weird. Like when you think about food, it's like, I don't know. I mean, I think I'm of the mind that you know if you do it, it's to each their own you know some people are very anxious about it if you're if you're planning on bottoming obviously some people are like don't want to eat anything like all day or forever or something or like snuggle. and i I, <laughs> I don't think it's worth it honestly <laughs> it's usually not worth it. i mean i think people who bottom need to come together and really just agree on the fact that it's usually not worth it so we need to find a way to make it more worth it or Find a way to be more satisfied with food. I would say it's always better to try to plan the evening in a way that the sex is going to happen either before the food or is going to be involved with the food. <laughs> During the food. <laughs> Don't even let it get down all the way. Just like... And then you go, okay, let's go right away. Yeah,
0: then we can enjoy the rest after. <laughs> we'll just reheat it. <laughs> there was like a. I went to Amsterdam and they had Pride, and there was a. Uh, it was a sex party, and they said that they were offering like condoms, lube, slings. Um, what else? Uh, like, like basically these were also the fetishes that were on um on available. So there was fisting as well, and then they also said dry snacks. <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, oh, so smart. So considerate. <laughs> and I was like, what's a wet snack? Like a oh? dip? Like a tzatziki? Yeah, uh, and would a dry snack be like peanuts or
2: something? Like-
0: I, wasabi. Wasabi peas. Okay. okay. That's- <laughs> uh, Chex-Mex. What's the... <laughs> <laughs> and then all the dust on your fingers. Oh my gosh, too much. Who knows? Well, that's the end of this episode. Make sure to subscribe and tell your friends. Remember, snowballing is for everyone. Follow M.H. Murray on Instagram at HM, which is M.H. Murray backwards, wink, wink. Follow me on Instagram at HeyMingaling and follow Gareth on Twitter at GTVLondon. This episode was presented by GayDart.net, the original gay dating app. Tune in next time for more snowballing and more gay nonsense.